the pass to Sohan, too far into the bucket, back outside the boom! A long range three is good by Adam Flagler. There it was, ESPN Central Texas, J-Mo, John Morris on the call. And uh, long distance uh, shooting display right there by uh, by Adam Flagler. Joined now by John Warner, the uh, longtime esteemed writer for the Waco Trib and uh, does such a great job covering Baylor football, Baylor basketball. And, John, great to have you on today. I uh, yeah, it, That was one of those weird situations the other day. They have a great performance, but uh, the injury – to, uh, to to Jonathan Chamwachachua uh, really overshadowed everything. So that felt like uh, um, uh, that that really felt like a strange uh, uh, post game type uh, uh, you know press conference. Yeah, yeah, we were both there, and uh, yeah, it was very somber. I mean, they tried to sound excited about the win, but man, they were just thinking about John. I mean, that was a just an awful injury and a non-contact injury, just running down the floor. Uh, his, his knee just gave out and, uh, you know, he's going to be out for, for uh, definitely the season and we'll see how long after that. But uh, yeah, that was just very sad because he, he's, he's a great guy. Nobody works harder than him. He gives the team so much energy and he was just playing lights out. I, I mean, he's always been a good defense player, but, He's brought on his offensive game this year too, so that was just—it was very sad, and it's a, a very hard break for both him and the Bears. You know, it's uh, and and hopefully he'll make a full recovery and be back. You're right; it's so weird when it's just like, wait, what happened? What just happened? Did you see him go down? I mean, I kind of looked down there and just see him kind of writhing in pain. We're not in our customary courtside um uh we're kind of up there a little uh higher uh in the uh, arena than normal but what what how did you or were you ahead of that play or did you kind of see immediately when he went down there john yeah yeah i was watching and i saw him go down and i thought wow you know maybe he just tripped or something but then when i watched the replay you saw how awkward you know his fall was and you knew it was bad and he was, of course, just down there grimacing in pain. And, uh, man, it was – I thought that was a really nice gesture by Chris Beard to come out there and kind of console him. And he, he said some really nice things about John after the game, too. So, you know, everybody was sad. I mean, fans were sad, you know, coaches. N- nobody likes to see something like that. Wasn't that amazing, the, the empathy and, and the respect – to hear from Chris Beard, it's made it harder for me to make fun of Chris Beard. I, I, um, you know, I like poking fun at the University of Texas. I'll still continue to do that, but uh, Beard did show a lot of class. And you're right in that moment to to be kind of the first one on the scene because it happened kind of over there in front of him. But uh, I, I think kind of his, like he said, John, he Jonathan is known as such a tough guy. For him to see Jonathan in that kind of pain and showing that kind of emotion. He was. Uh, he knew it was bad, and I think everybody in the building knew. I guess the the, the thing you have to say is the team did a, a wonderful job of that can really take it out of a team or take the air out of your cells when you lose an emotional leader like that and, and such a beloved player, and yet they, they continued on 
in just the whole game, pretty much, I think Texas maybe got to within 11 once in the second half. It was like 62-51. Uh, I, um, I thought their ability to kind of put that, I mean, I, I guess you can't completely put it out of your minds, but um, to focus and play was, uh, I think that says a lot for this team, John. Yeah, you know, when he went down, uh, Baylor was leading by four. About five minutes later, they were leading by 16. So, I mean, they really rallied around him, I thought. And uh, that's one of the best games they've played all year. I mean, the defense is really good. They've been having some defensive issues lately. It was really good. Uh, they took, uh, Chris Beard even said that, you know, they were settling for fall-away jumpers. They couldn't take it to the hoop. They weren't shooting three-pointers very well. Offense is very crisp. Uh, James Akenjo, uh, you know, he really ran the offense well. Flagler was hot. And, uh, it, you know, it really was it, just the way they unified after that. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they can keep it going. I mean, it looks like they'll probably be down to a seven-man rotation unless Cryer can come back. Uh, but, uh, you know, Scott, Scott will figure something out. Uh, this reminds me of 2018-19 season uh, when Christian, Tristan Clark went down at midseason with a knee injury, season ending. Uh, Scott had to juggle that lineup all year. Makai Mason was in and out. Uh, King McClure was in and out of the lineup. And he, he got that team to the second round of the NCAAs. And, and this team has more talent than that team. So, you know, it's not like all hope is lost or anything like that. Scott, as a coach, can really shine in these kind of moments. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and, and they've shown that they can adjust. And whether that's having to go smaller, whether that's, you know, playing Kendall or, or Sohan, those are pretty versatile athletes with that kind of length, that, you know, that six seven six eight range. You can kind of do different things. At times, they've even you know asked Kendall to initiate, uh, run the offense a little bit through him, and played a little point guard at some points this year. So hopefully that versatility helps. Talking to John Warner from the Waco Trib, John, it really seems like Sohan, especially, and Kendall's done some good things too recently. But you can tell how skilled he is. You know, even as a freshman, he has a very mature game. And, and those guys are getting more comfortable from three-point range. I, I guess that's where maybe other players being out can, all, can you know, provide opportunities because the more we see of Sohan, the more impressive he is. What, what have you seen in, in these last couple of weeks from Sohan in his development, John, and, and what do you think uh, – where do you think this could go? I, I, I guess the only concern is <laughs> – we may only get to see these guys for one season. So you want to make the mm -hmm. best of that one season. Where do you, uh, specifically with Sohan, what are you kind of hearing about him and, and what are you seeing from him? Yeah, I think both him and Kendall Brown and, and also Flo Thamba are, are going to be playing more minutes. They're going to have to. Um, yeah, you're right. Jeremy, to me, he's kind of, kind of like a glue guy on the team. He's a guy like Ish Wainwright. Uh, Mark Vidal. I mean, he's, he's different from those guys too, but those guys could do a little bit of everything. And that's the same way with Jeremy. Jeremy's a tremendous defender for, especially for a freshman. I mean, he's all over guys. He, he knows what he's doing out there. Uh, he, 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 uh, he, he's just a real good team player too. You don't see him taking terrible shots. He's a good passer and uh, just, you know, kind of plays with a, a love for the game. 
And I think Kendall plays a lot better when Jeremy's out there. I think Kendall's game suffered when Jeremy was out for four games. So, you know, those guys, they can be kind of a dynamic freshman duo for them. And, and I think Flo, Flo needs to play more games like he did uh, against Texas, 12 points, 11 rebounds, four blocks. I mean, if he plays like that, you know, they're going to be all right. You know, I was kind of – you may have been doing the same thing. I was kind of looking down the bench thinking, what about that Love Day kid they recruited a, a couple of years ago? Like, yeah. he's got the height. I mean, it's like, what – and, you know, at the end of games, I think he's a skilled guy who actually is a perimeter-type big man. But I, I have thought to myself, well, couldn't couldn't that guy? I mean, I remember when he was recruited, John, didn't didn't we think, you know, he was going to be pretty decent? I mean, obviously, it just yeah. really, you know, hasn't worked out for him. But I, I keep thinking, well, I mean, there's a tall dude sitting down there at the end of the bench. <laughs> yeah, you never know, though. <laughs> I mean, just saying is, he, he just hadn't played much, and – uh, you know, we really don't know a whole lot about him, but if he was ready to play, Scott would be playing him. Obviously, right now with all the injuries they've had. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to question why he's not playing, but uh, uh, you know, Scott, he'll he'll get it together. He'll they'll figure something out, and uh, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, obviously they'd be better, you know, with John, but uh, you know, I think the Crier uh, is really kind of a wild card here. He's that foot injury is really lingering. He's been out five straight games, and Scott uh, just says it's a pain tolerance thing. And, uh, you know, we, we'll see. I, I would expect they'll at least give him a shot to play here pretty soon. I, I think they almost have to, especially because he's been out for so long. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. And uh, I, I, the shot in the arm, that would give him, you're right, from a scoring standpoint, that would be uh, – that would be really good. Now, um, John, were you? What does the Werner family do for um, for the Super Bowl? Do you, are you a wings? Are you a pizza? What do you all? What, what's the What's over, the Werner family do for the Super Bowl? I went over to Rod Eight a lot's house, our photographer, and he had a bunch of people over. And uh, yeah, we had fajitas, chips, you know, regular Super Bowl food. Not real healthy stuff, but uh, you know, really tasty. Yeah, I mean, were there was it was it a true Baptist gathering, or did did Rod or anybody were, did you see any alcoholic beverages being passed around? I think I saw more than a few. <laughs> it was definitely not a, a true ba- Baptist gathering. Okay, all right. But that's yeah, a good question, going. Matt. I mean, that's something I think you you had to ask. Yeah, I think so. And you don't want Jerry Hill showing up for something like that because, of course. Jerry, with all his time out there at Western Heights as a deacon, stayed away from those types of activities. So we we don't want you know we don't want him being. What did what did my mom used to tell me? She used to say, Matt, uh, it, it'll hurt your witness if you're around it. So I still keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Jerry yeah. didn't come, so I, I think he's still uh, he's still okay. Good. Safe, so good. I I, I like yeah. that. Well, John, it'll be uh, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, where all this goes, and uh, this is uh, the team's up to number seven today in the AP uh, poll, and, and so that'll be. Now, by the way, one other thing I was going to ask you, a Baylor football thing. How cool is that that uh, Baylor's sending seven players to the NFL wow. Combine? I mean, I, I, I was thinking, and you would know better than I would, but I don't even remember four or five. I mean, I, I would have to say four might be the most they've ever had. 
Uh, off the top of your head, does that sound about right to you? I mean, this seems yeah. like a, a record by pretty far. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I can't remember more than four or five. That's that's an extreme amount of them. But, man, it just shows how, how well they've developed those players, you know, both Coach Rule and Coach Aranda. They did a tremendous job developing those guys. And most of those guys weren't just like, you know, four-star kind of guys. Uh, they were guys who developed in college and, you know, just made the most of it. And, and now, look, they have a shot to play in the NFL like, like Clay Johnston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. Play play yeah. in the Super Bowl for Clay. So, yeah, anyway. that's cool. All right, uh, John, let me know if you see any more, like, grambling hats show up in the Waco era, area, okay? Okay, I, I'll, I'll let you know, man. You'll be the first one I'll tell. You, you, have you seen that story today? No, I haven't. Well, what's okay. up with that? Well, it, uh, there's a story going around that uh, our old friend Art Bryles may be back in at the college level uh, and uh, oh. grambling. I think Hugh Jackson is going to become the head coach at Grambling, and Art Bryles uh, is perhaps uh, being rumored to be the offensive coordinator. So, yeah, okay. that's that's why I said the thing about I got, I'm going to where I, you're going I, from with that. I, I appreciate you just going with me. Okay, Matt, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I see any grambling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, yeah, I, I'm sure you'll want to write about that, so get right on that. I, people love it when you when, when y'all can have some good Bryles stories. All right, um, John. Good to catch up with you, and I will. Uh, I will be in touch. I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Okay, Matt. Great talking to you. Always, always good. John Werner, uh, the uh, well, the longtime beat man for the Baylor Bears for the Waco Trib, one of my favorite publications, and I like the way uh, I like the way John works. 